freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 240 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Our theme today is Skip's Tactical Solutions. Our guest is Avery Skip Alice. Avery is the owner of Skip's Tactical Solutions, which is a 100% veteran, woman-owned and operated business. Absolutely. She's been active duty, uh, military duty, Air Force for 17 years, and a military firearms instructor for over 11. Her mission is to effectively teach the skills, attitude, and knowledge necessary to own and safely operate a firearm for personal home protection and sport with the idea that it's important to not only for men, but also women to feel like they're in control of their own safety. Welcome to the show, Avery. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. This is exciting. We got to meet each other in person uh, last January at the Big Shot Show in Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, we were both at the time uh, writing for Women's Outdoor News. I've taken a, a hiatus just in time for the world to go crazy. So I think that was just happy timing for <laughs> For me, because my schedule's gone nuts with this COVID stuff. Um, are you still writing on their staff? Yes, ma'am. Fantastic. And what uh, what is your article there? What do you what do you write specifically for them? Right now, I'm writing for Glock and doing more concealed carry. Absolutely, and such an important uh, thing, especially with the so many brand new gun owners out there for them to have uh, great information from somebody that knows what they're talking about uh, that you know interacts with the the tools every single day uh, to have that kind of information at their fingertips so that is fantastic yes Avery what about that I mean there's so many new um, gun owners now due to the COVID and all the unrest that's going on there's like 2.5 million new gun owners and they all need training and they need work. So what do you have to say to those people? So first I would like to say that I'm extremely proud of them because it takes a lot to become a new gun owner, but I wanna encourage them to get out there and train. Purchasing a firearm is really their first step. And this is the first step along that long journey that they should be taking. So go out, get some training, have fun and just make it something that you can do with your friends, your family, but something that's going to be done for the rest of your life. 
Absolutely. And you are an ambassador for all that is awesome about those of us who own firearms. You have served our nation. You are a strong female role model, and you also empower minority communities to see how truly diverse the 2A community is. Tell us how you got into all of this. Did you say how I came into it? Yes. Okay. So when I came into the gun community, it was just to bring something different to the gun community. And I wanted to really bring my style to everyone. So whether it be the guys or the moms, but it was something that was important, but I kind of eased my way into it. And I think I was well-received. I was more well-received than I felt I would be. Well, it's interesting because I knew the name of your business long before I, I knew you, that you were the face behind it. And I heard Skip's Tactical Solutions. I did, you know, the thing where I just assumed there was a man in behind that name and in ownership. So then when I realized what a doofus I was, I was like, just another one of those times that I need to check myself and not just make broad assumptions. So that probably happens fairly often, I would think. Yeah, I get that they want to speak to the owner and I'm like, oh, I'm the owner. And then sometimes <laughs> they're like, no, um, I mean the owner. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Or sometimes I'm the face of the business, not mm -hmm. the instructor. So I think it's really important for people to see me because a lot of people will assume, but then I think it's also good for people to see that one, I'm a mom, one, I'm a female, but then I'm also a minority. Mm -hmm. No, that is so true. And I think that there is something powerful when we get checked in that way. Uh, it it kind of sits with us a little longer. Uh, so uh, I think it's good that you're kind of this surprise attack for a lot of people because I think it, it might um, really help them to open their minds to realize uh, that, you know, you can be all these things all at the same time. Mom, uh, military person, owner of a firearms uh, business, firearms instructor. You can wear all those hats at the exact same moment. Uh, and, and I think that's awesome. And I think it was important too, because I didn't realize how powerful an image could be. And my very first photo shoot that I did for my business, it was a friend of a friend who believed in what I was doing. And they're like, you know what? I want to take some photos for you for free. And I was like, oh, this is great. So we went to the range and it was just one day after work. You know, I didn't even go home. I changed out of my uniform. I hopped into my range attire and we went to the range for one hour. And one hour photo shoot, those images came across so powerful that I would have women that would go to my website. They would come across it for some reason and they would say, I saw an image of you and just because I saw that image of you, now I felt like I could do it or I feel empowered to protect myself. So early on, I realized the power of me showing my face, although I didn't want to always show my face, I figured it was very important for me to do that because even if one person could be empowered by that, then it was worth it. Absolutely. That relatability, 
right? That's so important too. You know, I, I feel like you and I could sit down and have a conversation together. We would get each other. You know, those things uh, are so powerful and it's kind of that unspoken glue that, that holds us together. And I think that that's why it's so important. And when we talk about, you know, diversity in the, and I always have to use air quotes when I say gun community, because I mean, what is the gun community really? Um, but when you talk about diversity, it's not just our skin color. It's, you know, life experience. It's our, our personal uh, backgrounds. It's the area of the nation we live in. You know, it's all those things, the, the, what we do for a living. When you look at the incredible um, patchwork quilt that really is the gun community, uh, we are everyone, don't you think? I absolutely agree with you. It's so nice to hear about different people's experiences because I truly feel like different things motivate different people. Because for me, for the longest, although I was military and a firearms instructor, I didn't conceal carry. And my husband would talk to me about it and I would go, no, I don't have time for that. You know, if something happens, my main party is my kids. So for me, I can really relate to women when they say that because I used to be there. But then everyone has that moment to where it has to click for them. And for me, it clicked when I moved to Tampa because when you're moving somewhere new, you obviously look up the crime rates or what's going on. And I was very alarmed by the crime rates. So it, that really hit home with me because I said, you know, if something happens, I'm literally the first responder for me and my kids. And although I do want to protect them, like I need something to be able to do that. So I like to be able to relate to people and I feel like I can relate to so many different people. Um, as a minority, I know some of the things minorities may feel or feel like they're not included in certain things. So I'm willing to be that first minority in a room and say, hey, I'm here. I can speak on behalf of some minorities and this is what we need or we need to be represented in these ways. But not many people are willing to be the first, but I'm normally one of the first when it comes to, you know, being in a class and becoming a certain manufacturer, instructor, or armor. I'm used to being the only female or the only minority. So I'm fine with being that person because someone has to do it. Absolutely. And you are such a, a excellent person to do it because again, you're very relatable um, and you're, you're not someone who is like seeking the, the um, spotlight in some way, you know, you're, it's not like, Hey, I just want to be famous and you know, whatever I need to say or wherever I need to stand for that spotlight to hit me, you know, you're, uh, I would say meeting you in person, you're, you're very quiet. You're very reserved, you know? So then when you speak up to me, it speaks more loudly than, somebody that's you know very naturally gregarious i get that a lot people are like why are you so quiet and that's just who i am i'm very quiet reserved but when it comes to the whole two-way personal protection starting a business like i think i just found my voice because i'm so passionate about it and me knowing that i can say something to inspire someone to protect themselves and or their kids like for me like i can't afford to be quiet because I never know when I'm going to come across that person and what message is going to be. So I need to make sure 
I'm loud about who I am and that I'm confident about it. And that, you know, when I go to networking events, like when I first started, it would literally kill me inside to go to a networking event and be like, hi, my name is Avery. And they're like, you know, what do you do? And it's like, <sighs> but I knew I had to because people would see me and they would go, you do what? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, tell me more. Or I've always been intrigued by that. And I'm not overbearing. I won't argue with people about it because I just feel like they're going to hit a certain point. And I've had people call me back after two years and go, I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, you know, make sure that you're following me. And I, and especially now with the rise in new gun owners, there's been people who have been following me and they're like, I don't know if you remember me, but I met you at such and such event and you have to be the one to train me and I need this. And now I understand what you're saying. So I think all of that is so important. And for me, my message is very clear that although if I'm doing this, I have to make some sort of income from it because I do have a family and I still need to make sure that I'm not taking from my family. I don't do this for the money because I have a full-time job and there's not one company that can pay me to say anything that I'm not willing to say because I have integrity. And when I tell my students that, I'm like, if you see anything on my social media, no, that's 100% something that I believe in. There's no one paying me. There's no $500 per post. I don't do that because I was so surprised at how people will cling to something that you say or post and they will take that as gospel. So I know if I take something and I post it, that it has to be something that I truly believe in because there's so many people that are relying on me to put out quality information. Gosh, that is so true. That is so true. And, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll post something up and, you know, maybe it's an article from several years ago and I'm thinking, okay, I know that it's from several years ago, but the information doesn't, the date doesn't matter. And, you know, people will start fact-checking me on, do you know that this is from like four years ago? And it's like, that's a little check for me that, yeah, I need to be that clear. I need to say right up front all the time, hey, I'm aware that this is an older article, but this is information that I'm trying to get across is still valid. Um, so, yeah, just even something that simple, I realize that there's such a responsibility uh, that we bear to give accurate information that we are willing to um, to really stand up uh, and, and ex explain or, or back up if the, the need should arise. And when you said social media, I remember not too long ago, there was a photo of you with uh, a bunch of your firearms on the sidewalk. And I guess there was some hubbub about that. Can we dig, dig into that for a minute? What was that all about? So we can dig into that. Um, that was a National Geographic photo shoot that I did. And that was, I wanna say maybe May, 2019. So it was not a recent photo and the article was supposed to come out around spring this year. But the article did not come out around spring due to COVID. So National Geographic took my photo and there were, so let me backtrack. This photo shoot was on American gun owners. And there were at least 40 Americans that were included in this story on American gun owners. And I was one of them. And 
there was a lot of controversy around the photo, but there's a lot of things that I'm not willing to share or I share what I want to share about certain things. So for me, when they came to me, I go back to what I shared earlier. If I can inspire one person, then I feel like that's my job. And when they originally approached me, I was like, this isn't National Geographic. Like they're never gonna reach out to me, you know? So I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna ignore that. And they reached out again. And then I shared with my husband because a lot of the times, you know, I'll talk things through with him. And I shared that I did not want to mm -hmm. because I have a very hard time putting my face out there still. Sure. And so I thought about it and he reminded me of what my mission was. Like, although it's my mission, sometimes I have to be reminded. So he reminded me of what my mission was. And I said, you know what? National Geographic is international. And if I can inspire one woman or one man or one child, then that's my mission. So I did it. And they wanted to, National Geographic, as you all know, is about shooting in your habitat. And I wanted to do it at the range, which is not my habitat, you know? And so they wanted to do it at my home, but they wanted to do it inside my home. And there's a lot of particulars that I don't like to share. So, you know, anyone, so I don't have a house that no one else in this world has. Like that same color, that same model, someone else has that same house. So for me, it was okay to do the photo shoot outside of my home because the inside of my home is very personal to me and my family, and I did not want to share that. So a lot of people couldn't understand why I did a photo in front of my home. But for me to be a part of, I feel like this is going to be historic for something to come across about gun owners. But for me, I felt like it was even more important because as a minority woman to be included, because I also feel like images of minorities you don't really often see positive images of us coming across when it comes to guns you know people actually practicing gun safety and knowing exactly what they're doing so i'm like if i can get this message across okay and then a lot of people are like is that her husband or a dude in the window so my child was in the window because that's a big part of my story of being a gun owner and just who i am so one of my children were in the window and he was looking out on me and that was symbolic as like me being the, his mother, his protector. And then I have two kids, but my other child was, my other child was not involved because he was 13 and he was at a football game and he was not willing to miss his football game. So <laughs> he awesome. was, yeah, he's one of those that mom is not cool. And so if you We've all look been through photo, that stage. <laughs> you'll actually see a, you probably can't tell that it's a Gators football, but there's a Gators football, I mean, basketball in the driveway, and that's symbolic of him. So I wanted to show in the, the story, actually, I speak about who I am and how multifaceted I am. And, you know, if I can start a business, be a homeowner, a wife, a mother, a service member, business owner, then anyone else can do it too. And a firearms instructor. And I just wanted to show that, hey, if I can do this, then anyone else can do it too. And then I wanted to show that like, so I have a Wonder Woman gun with me because that was like my first gun that I got custom. And I love like, I feel like everyone's their own Wonder Woman or Superman. And so I had that gun, but I also dressed up because that's me. Like I'm very feminine and I want people to see that 
you don't have to wear 5'11 or walk around in cargo pants to embrace this lifestyle. So the photo was very controversial because many people took the image and they put their own caption on it. Mm. And it was very disheartening because of the status of everything right now. And there was like uh, eradicate white supremacy mm. label attached to it. Someone took my name off of it and they put like an alias name and marketed businesses. But out of everything that came from it, there were a lot of positive comments and a lot of women that were like, oh man, if she can do this and I can do this. And even if it would have been one, it would have been worth it. And so the story never came out. Like the story should be coming out possibly next year because they don't want to push the story out now due to the elections coming up. But if they didn't see anything about exactly who I was, mm. they were inspired. Like, I feel like once they really hear my story, then they'll definitely be inspired to take personal protection up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is so interesting. And there's so much there that we can unpack if we had like four hours to talk. Right, like, there, like there's always going to be people that will try to destroy the good work that you're doing. Right. You're, you're going to have that. it somehow. There's anti-gun people that just don't believe that we have the right to carry guns. And so you're going to see that no matter what you do. Yeah. And I, um, you know, the Second Amendment and gun ownership is completely non-political. When you look at our founding document, it's non-political. Non it's for everyone. But somehow, over the course of time, it's become a political football. So even that a, a publication is saying, let's not publish this right now because why? Because it's an election year? I mean, there's something, there's something in there. That is something that we could, we could talk about and unpack because what, I mean, did they expound on that or they just kind of made that one simple statement? They just made the statement that they didn't want to appear. <clears throat> they didn't want it to appear that they were trying to influence the election or that they were any way trying to be involved in anything political. So they wanted to push you to the right. And so isn't that interesting? Because in, in our eyes, it's not political. So it's still just a story about, you know, Avery and what's important to her and her family. So that is really interesting and fascinating. Not shocking because we, we have our eyes wide open and, and we know uh, how things go in real life. But, um, you know, we're, we're living right now, uh, we're in the studio on Wednesday, August 5th of 2020. So we're still in the middle of COVID season. We're still in the middle of all kinds of things being delayed and canceled and changed. And, and here, not for COVID, but, you know, another thing that it's like, ah, all right, we'll just, you know, they're going to change it for whatever reason they're going to change it. Um, so uh, we've touched already on the existing diversity in the gun community. But what do you think, from your experience, uh, from the people you talk to, what still needs to be done to expand this uh, even wider to, to more people across the United States? I think it's really important to be able to see yourself within the gun community and for there to be more images of certain things. Like I feel like there needs to be more images of minorities, more images of women. And when I say that, I feel like it needs to be more positive images. 
for instance, like when it comes to women, like I feel like the days of half-dressed women are completely played out. Like those days are over. Like what about the average mom who wants to see herself reflected? Or when it comes to the marketing for a lot of these companies, I don't really see minorities like in their nation, na nationwide campaigns. I don't see minorities. So for me, it's like, man, if you're not really looking to even market to these groups, why should they support you? But then another thing that I feel so strongly about is the fact that a lot of these companies could do a lot better of educating and going out into these communities or putting money into these instructors and educating locally. And there's a lot of value that's in that. And, you know, for me, I'm willing to take X product and teach my students with that because I know that's a quality product. And now my students will relate that first experience that was positive with that product. So just really getting out there and educating the masses, but also just being inclusive with it. And I've talked to definitely one manufacturer and I was willing to have that conversation like, hey, you know, your company needs to start doing this so why is your company not doing that and they simply said they're like we've had this conversation with other companies and it's because we don't have to wow and i'm like okay then but That's it's true yeah i mean would so we we're self-employed we've always been self-employed and we understand uh, the world in such a way that if you are not growing and and expanding then you're actually dying so I, I interpret that to mean, you know, we're happy with our, our death, uh, our, the death throes that we're already in and don't even realize that's, that is so small minded and so limiting. I'm, I'm really shocked, but I shouldn't be again, because our eyes are wide open and we should understand where we are in the world. That's, that's so crazy. I think the image thing is very dangerous too. You know, you go like the SHOT Show, you see the, what do they call them? Gun bunnies? Yeah, that's one, and word, it's one like, word for them. I go to the SHOT Show and if I want to know about something, I don't go to the gun bunny because they're there, there for pictures. Mm -hmm. And they, they're, they're, they're not valuable to the industry, in, in my opinion. It kind of irritates me. It's just, let's get real people out there. Mm -hmm. This is, this it is might who's be using a, your something tools, from a bygone but, era. And I, I want to see a, a bikini dressed woman shoot a gun out in the desert and watch that hot br brass <laughs> flying. And where's it going to no, go? You don't. No, I don't want to see yeah. it. And it's not practical. No, you don't. It's not I, I know you're being sarcastic because right. I know you. But right. uh, it, yeah, let's practical. clarify but, that. You know, so I, I think that I think you're right on the target there that um, more of everyday people should be. Uh, portrayed in pictures. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, Avery, when you mentioned about how powerful it is for uh, students who have that first experience that the tool that they use or the gear that they use or the ammo that they use for that first time, that there's such an emotional connection there. That is why the um, credit card companies, they figured this out. That is why they are on our high school campuses, right? And our college campuses giving away free t-shirts if you'll sign up for their credit card because they've done the research and they know that the first credit card a person has 
uh, that there's that emotion, that lifelong emotional attachment to that brand. And it can't just be about credit cards. I, I do think that it is, um, you know, a brand thing. It's a familiarity thing. So you are speaking really sophisticated business to these companies and, uh, they might, they might want to go back and replay that conversation and <laughs> think about what you said. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's something that I'm willing to continue to have those conversations because I know how many people need the training and they just can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Or I am really passionate about teaching children. And when I say children, not necessarily like, so I do like to teach elementary age, but then high school, middle and high school, it's really where a lot of these kids are getting a lot of their information and they're going down the wrong path. So I want to hit them before they make a horrible decision. Mm. And I mean, that horrible decision could be getting something on their record or when they turn 18, they're still in high school and something happens. But I just think we need to get out and we need to do a better job of educating. I don't care about a Gucci clock. I don't care how much you paid. I need you to have a quality product. And then the rest of the money that you have left over, I need you to get training as well. Absolutely. And I, you kind of covered one of the things I wanted to talk about when you were saying, you know, you're a mom and you've got kids of various ages that, you know, there's this whole group out there that tries to paint the picture that if you're a mom, you know, a good mom, that you don't have these tools in your home, you don't expose your children to them. And uh, your very existence uh, makes a lie out of their entire platform. So congratulations on that. <laughs> um, and for that, you know, I'll have a conversation with them and I'll say, I'll ask, you know, do you own? And they'll, oh no. And I'll ask why, and they'll say, because I have kids. And then I'm not confrontational at all. I don't like to do that. I'll say, well, actually, that's why you should own a firearm is to protect yourself and your kids. And they're like, oh, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, who's going to come save you? And sometimes they say their spouse. Sometimes they say 911. And then I'll counter that with, what if your spouse is at work? And then I'll go, hey, do you know the average response time for police? Well, have you ever watched these videos when things occur? Do you know how quick they happen? And, you know, they talk about how they don't want it in the home because their kids are going to touch it. And then I'm like, actually, you know, I tell them about how me and my husband, you know, we introduced our kids to firearms because I, they played video games. Mm -hmm. And they knew a lot of the names before we told them. They're like, oh, this is this, this, and this. And it's like, oh, how did you know that? And they're like, oh, it's, it's in Call of Duty, you know? So I want to introduce my kids to those things. I don't want someone else to do it. And then when we did that, it took the curiosity out of it. And my kids are not like, oh, well, what's that? They're like, oh yeah, my mom has guns and we need to make sure that, you know, if you guys want to come to the range with us, we can do that. And, you know, it's fun and, you know, it's not bad. And they're able to actually educate their friends as well, which I love. Absolutely. Uh, saving that, that is life saving stuff right there. Uh, you know, we, a lot of times we talk about, you know, just because we don't particularly, we don't have a pool in our own backyard. Does that mean that we're not going to teach our children and our grandchildren how to swim? No, 
I mean, that's just, it's, that's crazy sounding, but yet somehow these other groups seem to, to think that it makes sense when it comes to guns. Um, You know, you're clearly passionate about the importance of firearms training. If there was only one thing that people could walk away from this conversation, remembering whether they're brand new gun owners, whether they've been gun owners for their whole lives, what would that be? It would be for them to know that your life is extremely important and you need to make sure that you take your safety into your own hands. Don't let anyone else tell you what you can't do. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Gorgeous. That's amazing. That's so perfect. All right. Well, how do people follow all that you do? Uh, Maybe sign up for one of your classes, uh, see all your great pictures on Instagram, all those things. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and I also have a podcast. And all of my handles are at Skip's Tactical Solutions. Feel free to send me an email also at Skip's Tactical Solutions at gmail.com. And I love to chat with you guys. That's fantastic. And I am sorry I didn't mention your podcast. What's the name of the podcast? It's called Skip's Tactical Solutions. Pretty simple, people. Pretty easy. (laughs) So... Follow along, definitely. Thank you so much, Ms. Avery. We appreciate all that you do. We'll definitely have you back on again in the future. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks. Thank Bye-bye. 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 Man, she wears a lot of hats. I thought we were busy. I thought yeah. we wore a lot of hats. Holy cow. There's a few there. That's a lot of work, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, that whole thing about National Geographic, let's not post this, let's not publish this until after the election. I just want you to think on that. Like what, why not? Why would that influence an election to show someone, right? Just a person who's a gun owner. What, why? Why would that be problematic? Is it because she's a minority? Is it because she's a woman? Is it because it could be anybody, but there's guns involved? I mean, we need to have these conversations. They could be, they could spark a different conversation with a different audience. Maybe that's why. Than they've ever had. Yeah, but how do they they care which direction it goes? Well, we don't really know what National Geographic is about. I mean, back in the old days, It was about what's going on around the world, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't about really much that news. It was more about cultures and the way that people lived, right? And so the beautiful things in China and all this other stuff and on the occasional nude uh, picture too. Uh, I go way back. You go way back. But anyway, so it wasn't an opinion uh, publication. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking now that maybe they've, gone political because really why would it matter That's what, what I'm saying. people do uh if, if it's talking about culture lifestyle then what difference would it make but you know we're seeing this all over cheryl the the political arena is clouding everything it's everywhere it's in it's in the food you the the food that's sold to you it's in those tv that you watch it's definitely in the news it's everywhere Okay, it's almost what has frustrated me the most recently is to see how political teachers have become. And we have a we have a lot of friends who are teachers. 
And they, the people that we personally know, it's kind of like, you know, the Democratic Party. So the Democratic Party platform is for the anti, you know, it's anti-guns, gun prohibitionists for these certain things. But then our neighbors who happen to, you know, say, you know, that are registered as Democrats, they don't ascribe, they don't align with all of that stuff. And so I think teachers, same thing. There's this teacher's union, I guess, right? So you said the word right there. It's union. union. That's the reason. I mean, think about the Teamsters Union. They were strong, strong Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. um, told us how we had to vote. Told us, I used to be a Teamster. Mm -hmm. And they told us how we had to live. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, then you didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. So uh, they wouldn't support you when you had a problem with your job. So I think that's it. The unions are strong, strong Democratic Party affiliated, right? Well, and it's unfortunate, I think, because, you know, if there are teachers out there, uh, individual teachers who are ready to go back into the classroom, and there are students out there who are ready to go back into the classroom, well, can't we just let that, those two groups connect? The others... The students that aren't ready and the teachers that aren't ready, let them do the online learning. I don't know why it's become this, this hot, uh, hot potato topic um, to where, I mean, I, I saw a newscast, uh, news in air quotes always, um, last night that there are uh, places that parents are having to actually sue the government, the local government, so that their private schools can stay open, right? So if you're a private school, the, the government should have no say over that. The, I don't know how the teachers unions work, but it's, to me, there's just so much overreach and, and politics have, have just polluted so many conversations in so many areas. And I think that uh, it is to our detriment. I think that there's no way that our students here in the United States are not going to have long-lasting deficits, and it's going to be harder for our students to compete in the job market, right? Especially well, they don't the even international teach job market. They don't teach them to in compete the in school. Well, there's All right, so I'm going I'm to give that. you the hard answer. The hard answer is this. Mm -hmm. Look at the high, look at the colleges. Mm -hmm. Colleges are ran by liberals, opinionated liberals. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? What are liberals? It's control, right? It, well, not, it, not it, all. It's somebody, no. well. I, no, again, okay. if you want to talk about like the Democratic Party platform and how it's become so progressive. It's, it's to me, it's, okay. Maybe we could talk about that. But just to take the, a swath of, well, liberals are about control. It's not. I don't think you it's, could say that. I'll, I won't say Democrats are in control. I think it's to uh, to have the people trust the government to handle all their necessities. Mm -hmm. All right. They're teaching that in school. Mm -hmm. And so that is a type of control. When they are teaching you one direction, mm -hmm. one belief, then there is control bigger, there. Bigger, bigger so, government. So, right. The government so we're more, seeing that, more things in our personal lives. We're seeing that in the high-end colleges. Mm -hmm. And now we're and they are forcing it down to all the way down to first graders. We are, um, the schools are not teaching the things that we were taught when we were in school. Mm 
Well, I, I agree with that. And some of it's good and some of it's not good. Um, I think that if we were really focusing, whether it's in our homes or in our schools, focusing on coping skills, focusing on critical thinking skills, um, focusing on maybe uh, philosophy and understanding philosophical ideas, um, which is kind of sometimes playing in the gray areas of things and kind of arguing with yourself, you know, I believe this, but I believe this too. What do I really, you know, think about it? Who, who, which uh, thought process comes out on top? Um, I think those are such important things that maybe we could spend more time on, but I, I didn't plan to talk about this, but otherwise I would have had the list in front of me. Supposedly, uh, again, I saw on the news in air quote, that there is a list of demands that the teachers union has before they'll let their, their teachers go back in the classroom. And it doesn't have to do with teaching their students better. It has to do with the defunding of the police. And I was trying to, to bring out why I thought that the reason why they don't let teachers that want to teach come in is because they don't have, they don't want teachers that are on their own. They want a, they want to conform they want, this is the agenda. We want you to do it the way that we tell you to do it. No other way to do it. So when you have a teacher that says, hey, I want to work with the children. That's all I want to do is work with the children. I'll take my risks. They don't want that type of teacher there. Hmm. That's not, that's what I'm trying to get at is from the. Who's the they though? The, the they is, is the, it, there has to be a they. There is a they because it's not one college. It's not two colleges. It's 98% of the colleges out there. Well, here's something, and I put this on my, so there is a they. my personal um, uh, Facebook and, and Instagram page that there was a, a big march, right? Street full of people, most of them, probably all of them wearing masks. Uh, teachers, I think it was in Chicago, uh, that are protesting going back into the classroom. And I'm oh. just sitting there looking at this and I'm like, so being in a street on a summer day, so it's probably hot and muggy and sweaty, right? Being in a crowded street with hundreds of people, that's safe. But being in a classroom with a handful of students, suddenly that's a death sentence. And did they not have... What? Did, did they have masks on? I believe... I. All or most. And did they keep did. their six feet apart? There was definitely no six feet apart. So it's none of that sure, was going there's, on. There's much more to it than we will ever be able to realize. Um, and so it's got to be that. I mean, you look at it, they're just trying to control the environment. They they have their, I don't know, I just. Well, and you got to be careful with the they's. And if you're going to say they, there's that, I know, but there's that critical thinking that I'm saying we need to be teaching. If you're going to say they, then you should have an idea. I'm not scolding you. I'm just saying I'm, I'm always challenging myself as well, that we should understand who we think goes in that spot when we say they, who, who do we think they is? Well, blame it on Soros. It's blamed for everything. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't Him know. And Bloomberg. There are, it's, it, let's just say it's the underground communist group that's trying to overthrow our government it's somebody it's some entity that's trying to overthrow our government to make i mean think about it did there was no talk in this in the 40s of communist overreach you know there if, if you're a communist back in the 40s you really had to be in the closet if not you were 
shot and killed or whatever. It's something is coming. There is a new order coming. So let's give it a name. We want to name it today because I don't know the name it, but there's one out there. And if you don't, if you can't see it, I'm scared for you to name things. Wait, you, can... you can't see it. <laughs> I know you can't see it, but I guarantee you, we can feel it. And again, like I said, yeah. it started way back. I mean, I would, I'm saying that our rights were not infringed on until 1934. 1934 was the official day that they publicized a law about firearms. Okay. That's the one I, I refer to that when they really first started to control the people and they uh, infringed on our rights. That is the start of that movement. And it's still going, it's still going on. We see it in classrooms, we see it at work. The unions, they want everybody, the unions want everybody to be the same, everybody be equal. You pay your union dues to us so that we can build our big castles and you all get the same pay, you have the same rights. And if you screw up, it doesn't matter because everybody gets the same so i don't know i th there is something out there you want to name it i don't want to name it because it would probably not be a good name maybe that was the closest we've had in a while to a dan's commentary. no if it was a commentary i would have gave you a name <laughs> i would have I all right we got to anyway. get out of here thank you to our awesome listeners whether you're watching us on youtube whether you're watching us on GunStreamer or OpsLens in our video version, whether you're listening to us audio only through our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Uh, we value you. We appreciate you. Uh, your time is your most finite resource. And when you spend it with us, that's everything. And um, we, we really value you. Thank you to our awesome guest, Avery Skip Alice. Skip Alice, we said it right. I'm so excited. Uh, we, we were struggling with that off air. We kept wanting to, to put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, as they say. I'm really good at, at names. I, I say You're right really good at time, names. Yes. Yes, you are. No, you're not. Um, but uh, thank you so much, um, Avery, for all you do for the amazing example that you are setting for your children and their friends and and everyone who knows you. Uh, and until next time, please, everyone, please pray for our nation. Uh, really hard right now because we have an election coming up. And this election, if we don't do the right thing, we are definitely going to see some bad things happen. It's like we're going to take a real hard turn. Yes. Or no, I, I don't think it's going to be a hard turn. <laughs> hard I, turn. I, no, it's not going to be a turn. Yeah. It's going to be a drop. Mm. It's not. It's going to be a drop. Mm. Mm. So let's start thinking about that instead of a turn. All right. A turn well, is easy. Everybody make a turn, but we don't drop. Yeah. Good point there. All right. What did I say? I said thank you. I didn't say. Thank did you. I say pray for our leaders? Yes, you did. All of them? Yeah, you said that. Even the ones you don't like? Yeah, you said that. I didn't say that, especially the ones you don't like. And then you said that too. Uh-huh. All of them? All of them, Dan. Every last one of what them. What about the ones that are doing what we're talking about? They need prayer. Why wouldn't they need prayer? Wouldn't, Holy camoles. Shouldn't we need the prayer because they're doing it to us? Yeah. Pray for yourself too. Oh. It's pray for everyone. Yes, absolutely. All right. Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Bye.